Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Good hey afternoon, guys. Trey. Hey, guys. <laughs> I had your volume turned off for a moment. Ah, man. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? I, I, was, I was thinking about that uh, as we were approaching your segment because I don't know if it's official or not, but I feel like we are now really into the true dog days of summer. College baseball's over. Yeah. The college athletic season is over for the time being. Rick, why don't we ask Trey some of these things we debated about? Can a player can a player practice? Let's say Devo Davis, can he practice, work out with the team without being in summer school? I guess. Stop the band. Uh, yeah, we got him, didn't not. we? We don't know either. Because you think about it, okay, so football players are here, but they're not officially practicing, but they're unofficially working out and everything. But they could have summer jobs. That's the way it used to be. But let's just say a guy was employed instead of a class. You, can you do that and still practice? And what if you're a newcomer? Well, what, used... what, if you, what if you've never played on the team before? Well, like Chandler Lawson. What about him? Right. Could he because he hadn't enrolled yeah. yet? If you're a newcomer, that's maybe where it gets a little tricky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're a returning player, then I, I don't see why that would be a problem. I mean, it wasn't 10 years ago maybe where right. the NCAA changed it, where summer school was paid for Yeah. Uh, as part of your scholarship because it used not to be. And so – if it's not, then I'm sure there were some people that maybe couldn't afford um, to take summer school classes, but still worked out with it, you know, at the university. Back when summer workouts were a little bit more voluntary, you didn't always have the entire team there. But for a new guy, that might be an interesting question. Yeah, so I don't. He... I'm not. I guess we could talk to the compliance department and find out if we really want that answer. But I'm guessing. Like for basketball, they're probably all enrolled in summer school. I'm just guessing they are, particularly oh, yeah. the the transfers in because they need they probably need the credits, wouldn't you think? Yes, I mean if they were now the the guy from Memphis, he might not be. He's a grad transfer. I mean, I mean he's right. he's not because he came in he came in after after summer school had already yeah. started, or at least but the second session. I don't know if the I don't know if the second se- yeah, second starts session starts next, starts week. next week. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so. So, yeah, maybe that's that's a good question, but that's probably uh, a better question for uh, compliance. But wouldn't that be, Trey, wouldn't it be the same for every sport? So, in other words, whatever is applicable for football should be the same for basketball, same for baseball, on down the line, should it not? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why it would be different. Because the only thing, uh, as an example, the lady, well, in fact, last year, it was the the men who took the, the trip to Italy. This year, the ladies are getting ready to take a trip to Greece. Um, wouldn't it, I mean, they would have to be in summer school, would they not? 
in order to be able to uh, go with, because they'll get, what, up to 10 early practices before uh, they leave to go overseas, and then they'll have the exhibition games and all know. that stuff. I don't know. I don't know why that why summer school would matter as much. I mean, if you're accepted, you know, to be enrolled in school during the regular semesters, then I don't know why summer school is a requirement exactly. I don't. Well, I think that would be necessary though to get any kind of stipend from the school, whether it be for lodging well, or. Well, if you signed a financial aid agreement form or a scholarship, a national letter of intent with, you know plans to enroll i don't know i mean we can just guess but i mean probably should hit up somebody in, in compliance and, <laughs> and get an answer yeah okay all right all right uh you're the king of uh freedom of information all that other stuff so uh. <laughs> i'm the king <laughs> <laughs> i'm not putting any pressure on you to find this stuff out do you understand yeah I don't know if, like, kings and freedom of information go together, really. It seems okay. like that would be more a democratic process. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I am looking at uh, hog sports right now, and one particular story that I thought was um, Danny had one on Moore, M-O-R-E, Moore, on Arkansas's weekend visitors. Wasn't this Trey? Mm-hmm. In this supposed to be the whopper of the weekend, where you had the most visitors coming in, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think there were 17 total visitors that came in last weekend, and uh, it's kind of, I mean, with you know visitors not, aren't coming in now, you know, so this weekend, so uh, it's it's kind of been a quiet day, it, and it's been a while since we've had you know, a day that just was, was quiet. So, um, you know, Danny took a look back, um, you know, just on some of the visitors that came in this past weekend and reviewed some of the stuff that, uh, you know, some of them had said. And, you know, I think a lot of people are, are um, you know, keeping their eye on uh, Norwell White uh, out of Ocean Springs, Mississippi. There's people over at the Mississippi State site that think that there's a, a chance that he could flip to them. Um you know, Selman Bridges is another guy I think that we're keeping an eye on. He didn't visit last weekend. He visited Texas last weekend. But Selman Bridges is like the number 50-ranked prospect in the entire country. And, I mean, the thought, you know, if we talked about him last week. The thought was, you know, Arkansas may finish second. And, you know, it's not the end of the world anymore to finish second because, you know, you never know what's going to happen with somebody's mm-hmm. college career. And they may look back and remember, well, I mean, you talk to Texas people, you know, they're insiders over there, and they think Arkansas is the team to beat for, for him, for Selman Bridges. So they said that they Arkansas just hit it out of the park on their visit there. So that's something to keep an eye on, too. So there's, you know, there's obviously never-ending movement with, with football recruiting. But, you know, June, again, is a big month, and there's a lot of guys coming up in July who are making announcements um, coming up very soon. So... There, I'll say this, Jaquan McCroy, um, who's out of Alabama, also a top 100 prospect, who, you know, a couple of weeks ago thinking Oregon, well, you know, or excuse me, thinking Arkansas, well, now it seems like more thinking Oregon. And, you know, we're watching Fletcher Westfall, who's 
making a decision to, uh, you know, pretty soon. And, you know, is that going to be Arkansas? Is it going to be Clemson or somebody else? You know, there's there's some big decisions coming up. The uh, NCAA and the governing body for the National Letter of Intent program announced new policies allowing athletes to back out of their NLI agreements without penalty under certain circumstances. I think this one's been long overdue. Okay, if um, uh, there's a change in coach, the coach leaves, yep. then uh, he can um, get out of that, that NIL and uh, there was another one in here, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, there were two different circumstances, but one of them, one of them involved the coach, and I forget what the other one was. But you know, that's 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 common sense. If you've got a coaching change, which is really what bogged down Ron Holland over at Texas, and I don't know if it was strictly because Chris Beard left uh, that he wanted out of his NIL, but they sure drug it out. Yeah, that whole situation was weird, Randy. I mean, Texas drug that out, and, you know, he could be, since he had asked out of it, he could be recruited by other schools, so it wasn't stopping that. It was just preventing him signing with what we were all told was going to be Arkansas. So I just don't, you know, he waited until Texas granted him the release, you know, all that stuff, so on and so forth, and then goes to the G League where it didn't matter if he had a release or not. The whole situation was just bizarre. I mean, nothing, nothing about that added up. Yeah. Very bizarre. Uh, there was a big offensive lineman from Kentucky. I meant to talk about that or ask you about yeah. that yesterday. Zuri Madison. Yeah, Zuri Madison, 6'5", 315 out of Lexington, Kentucky. He was a guy that Arkansas didn't, uh, like, offer until fairly recently. It was, like, May 18th, so it wasn't that far off. He took his official visit on June 16th, a month later, and then uh, committed to Arkansas um, just two days ago. And he's the guy that this staff really likes. They they love his football knowledge, his you know the way he understands leverage and things of that nature. Uh, Arkansas, Miami, West Virginia, I believe those are the ones that he had taken official visits to. Kentucky had offered him, um, and a number of other schools. Illinois was really high on him too. So. Uh, Second offensive line commit joining Kobe Branham um, so far in this class. So, yeah, that's uh, – but, again, he took his official visits all in June to Arkansas, Miami, and West Virginia, and uh, Arkansas felt pretty good about him. He's the number two-ranked prospect in the state of Kentucky, and number 34-ranked interior offensive lineman in the country. Good get. Very yeah. good get. Mm-hmm. Um, this from Savage. I love Savage. I mean, he is so, so savvy with uh, the social media. Um, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, Ashtray, what does he think the University of Arkansas will do for Ryan Mallett this year? Just a sticker on the helmet or jersey? I think something like that would be appropriate. Some kind of decal, helmet sticker or something. Um, you know, we talked yesterday about some possibilities that may, they may explore, but... To me, that's, you know, that's, um, I feel like that's what they did for Paul Eels. Um, I feel like that was, you know, wasn't there a decal or something on the helmet? Um, 
for Coach Broyles, yeah. JF, JFB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so I, th- I think something like that would be appropriate, maybe a, a 15 decal or something like that. The other suggestion, Trey, was uh, renaming. Marley came up with the idea of renaming the um, quarterback room, the Ryan yeah. Mallett Memorial Quarterback Room. I think that could be appropriate also. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay. I got some other feedback over here. Uh, this one, I think we sort of had mentioned yesterday. Couldn't quite figure out how to do it. So, um, this from the 870, like start a petition, dedicate the 15 yard line to Ryan Mallett. Uh, would you have any information what I would need to do for that petition-wise? Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. No, I don't either. Uh, this from the Hogman, the Intruder. Huh. Hogman, the Intruder. Uh, ask Trey if he thinks that Brawl's hurry-up, no-huddle offense could have had something to do with the Hogs' go-line woes by wearing down the O-line. I feel like Pittman identified a big reason for that, and that was strength and conditioning. He felt like they weren't as strong late in the season as they were early in the season. And obviously he made a change, I mean, basically on the tarmac on the way home from Missouri. I mean – fired the whole strength staff and the nutrition staff. So I feel like that was what he identified, number one, as the problem. But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't know that. I'll tell you the the play I hate most in football, uh, aside from third down, fade to the corner of the end zone at the goal line, I hate that play. (laughs) The play I hate most is first down on a pass, and then we got to hurry up to the line of scrimmage and run a play up the gut that gets one or two yards, it seems like, every single time. And every hurry-up coach in the country does that, and everybody knows it's coming. It's just hurry up, get to the line of scrimmage where the defense gets ready, you know, yeah, 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 hurry up. And then it almost feels like you burn a play. But, I mean, you got a huge running back, a huge quarterback. You can't get a push. I mean, they even tried Trey Knox, which made no sense when they did Trey Knox at the goal line because you already have a big quarterback who can move a pile. Uh, it just seemed like they were trying everything and could not get a push. Arkansas put up 471 yards per game last year. You'd take that right now if I told you that's what Arkansas would put up. They didn't have any problem moving the ball between the 20s. It's just when they got down in the in the, in the the red zone, particularly in the goal line, and when they had short-yarded situations – they couldn't move the ball. And when you got a quarterback that big that can run like that and a big tailback, there's really no excuse for that. And I think it came down to the offensive line and, you know, just being able to, for those guys being able to get a push. So hopefully they've changed some strategies with that and, you know, some stuff that can, you know, keep them strong during the season. They, they lift weights a couple of times a week during season. Unless you're redshirting, then you – you lift uh, a lot more often, uh, but if you're a player, then you lift, you still lift a couple times during the season, and hopefully they get that corrected because that was the big problem to me with the offense last year was the goal line, short yardage. All right, it took me a few minutes to find it. 
in uh, my pile of papers, uh, but this was the article I was looking for a moment ago. Upcoming, this one again by Danny, upcoming announcement dates for Arkansas targets. Mm-hmm. Zuri Madison was set to make the announcement on the 28th, June 28th. Well, we know that's happened. Yeah. Um, Ashton Bethel Roman might be next on July 4th. Well, he's got Jaquan McCroy next. Okay. That, will, that will be tomorrow. Uh, offensive we're th- lineman. We're thinking Oregon there. Uh, Braylon Conley, a corner. That's tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. That's tomorrow night. Okay. In the mix, USC, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Baylor. And on the 1st of July, Parker Livingston, a wide receiver. Well, I was way off. <laughs> I don't know that all those guys are going to end up at Arkansas. But um, to me, I think they got a really good shot at Ashton Bethel-Roman, who is, you know, number 92-ranked prospect in the country overall out of Missouri City, Texas, number 16 in Texas. Um, that might be the guy that's maybe next that could end up at Arkansas. Um, Fletcher Westfall, I think, announced – that he's about to make his decision also. And he's a big-time offensive line recruit they had in last weekend. I'm looking for his name on here, and I don't see it. It might not be because I think he announced that today, and Danny might not have. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, there it is. The Fletcher oh, Westfall okay. at the very bottom of the page. He's saying July 10th on him. Mm-hmm. Braylon Russell, July 14th. 14th, yeah. The running back out of uh, Benton. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I – I know there was concern that Tennessee might be uh, sweetening the NIL pot for him. Uh, what are you hearing on Braylon Russell, Trey? Uh, Tennessee people th- kind of think he's going to Arkansas, and Arkansas people seem to kind of think he's going to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we are. Braylon's done a good strange. job of keeping it close to the Yeah, best. he really has. Mm-hmm. Uh, no date set yet for Wyatt. Simmons, uh, the linebacker out of Searcy, Harding Academy. Wouldn't surprise me if that gets set pretty soon, too. And then the other one that is not set is Brian Huff, the linebacker from Valley View in Jonesboro. Yep, who visited maybe a week before last, I think. Yeah, yes, yes. All right, Trey. Enjoy the rest of the day. Stay safe. Stay inside. Hydrate. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey. Benny of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.